What up, what up, what up? Back at it again. Boys are in the house. Episode 77. We're here. We're live. I'm your boy, Gabe. That's Julian. Over there, that's Jojo. <laughs> Immaculate producing. The, produ- the production on the show. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Uh, one of a kind. One of a kind. I guess we're going to start some news. This is news me and Jojo haven't heard. Julian has been hiding secrets behind our backs. Yes. He's making deals. He's making money deals behind our back. I don't know what's going on, but uh, Julian, no. we'll start off. Julian, not, well, up in not, not money. Not money yet, but we're going to be adding a new family to the Real Fans Podcast universe. And we're going to do Real Fans FC, a soccer show dedicated to get all the highlights from around the world from the top five leagues to MLS. I got two other buddies of mine. I wanted to bring one on as a guest so you guys can kind of like meet them and whatnot. Um, but it's going to be me and two other guys, kind of like this show. But we're going to focus solely on soccer to kind of like help expand, create more content for you guys. So to get like all parts and just kind of grow the network of real fans, you know, so, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Oh, essentially, Gabe, you know, he just made a decision to move on without us. I That's what I'm hearing from this. But, yo, you know what? <laughs> Congratulations to Julian you know and, and Real Fans yeah. Fox now. <laughs> that, that's really dope. That's dope. That's dope. That's no, more, yeah, because I just, like, because I know sometimes I want to kind of fill that gap of, like, you know, content for, like, the fans and everything. So, like, and then just try to reach out and kind of get greater reach for people who may not watch certain things. So, um, I think it'd be a cool thing to kind of, like, you know, keep on getting on more real fans things. You know, maybe JoJo does a baseball show down the road. I don't know. Gabe does a basketball show or I don't know, like keep on like expanding it and having like different shows. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, make it but uh, I mean, what, yeah, we're hoping to start. About, what, what, two years, right? We've yeah, just so, just about yeah. Yeah. two and a half years. Dope, we're expanding, guys. Thank you to everyone who's been listening. You know, commenting, yelling at Gabe online. We love that. Uh, you know, those Chargers fans. Twitter, those Chargers fans. You know, so <laughs> Chargers now, fans. For, for the for the very few soccer fans we do have that listen, all three of you guys can now listen to Julian's yeah. uh, new new podcast segment. And yo, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into it. Uh, we're gonna talk a little MLS later. Like Stronche, Jojo Stronche, <laughs> laughing at his own jokes. All right, so uh, let's get into it. Over the past weekend, uh, obviously, we had NBA All-Star Week, and we had a break, uh, February 17th to the 19th. Uh, we just come off of it. Obviously, it was held in Salt Lake City. Um, I don't know uh, how much of, of uh, the actual All-Star, NBA All-Star Weekend you guys saw, but, you know, the news came out that um, the All-Star Game averaged about 2.2, per, uh, 2.2 rating with 4.5 million uh, uh, viewers, and that was down. The previous low was 3.1 and um uh, 2001 to 2002. So this NBA All-Star Weekend was uh, less watched than previous ones. But Jojo, I want to go to you because you you know you watch basketball the most uh, among us. Um, how was your All-Star experience and and uh, overall like how did you feel about the All-Star Weekend this year? How'd you feel about the trip? <laughs> well, what I can say is well, first off, let's talk about where you know the All-Star Game was was hosted, right? Uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, I feel like they did a great job um, with what they can contribute as a city. It's pretty random in itself uh, for them to host. I don't remember the last time Utah's hosted uh, NBA All-Star. It was weekend. before. It was like in the 90s, I think. Yeah, like way back, right? But I feel like with the NBA, uh, they've been focusing on a lot of these smaller cities lately in this market. Like last few years, we had, what, Cleveland, 
um, Indiana, yeah. Salt Lake City. Like, we haven't heard. I'm waiting for Miami. Um, I know they did it big in New York a couple years back, but they need to bring it back. L.A., while Vegas. LeBron is there. Atlanta. Vegas, Atlanta. I mean, so who knows what's next? I think Indiana's again next year, no, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken. They put in a bid. For, I heard they put in a bid for Milwaukee to go back to, to Milwaukee. I don't know what year that's for. They might have been, you know, I've heard Indiana before. I've heard uh, Milwaukee. Yeah. So, um you got to give them something, I mean, I man. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah, much I look going at both on. Sides, right? You know, <laughs> it, it's it's good that, you know, they're giving attention to these smaller cities, right? It, it tracks revenue. Um, you know, it brings out the basketball fans over there in those areas you, who may not have access. Like, we do in the major cities, right? But I think it would be really dope if they bring it back to a major city just to bring the hype again. Um, that's my opinion on it. Uh, they had a lot of cool performances. Your, your boy Post Malone was out there. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um, he performed the All-Star uh, before the All-Star game started. But, I mean, overall, right, we know it's been dwindling down. We know it's been dying out. Uh, I think the last great dunk contest we've had was 2016, was the most memorable one in recent years. And I can say that your boy, Mac McClung, has brought back the dunk contest all by himself. Really? Yes, absolutely. Um and it's crazy, his story, he got uh, picked up. He signed a 10-day with um, the 76ers. I think they brought him up from the G League solely to participate yeah. in the dunk contest, which I think was a really good move because we all know, we all seen this guy's high school highlights. I know you guys remember his high school highlights. This guy well, was a phenom. Big on YouTube. On like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I heard about the kid. Like, As far as basketball, I mean, I just know he, you know, he's like a Rafael Alston, you know what I mean? Like a skip to my Lou kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I mean, off based off his highlights, which in which he blew up in high school, I think um, he he broke the record. He broke Allen Iverson's record um, in scoring um, in the city they're from. And then he got a scholarship to Georgetown. I think he played in Georgetown for two years. He had, he you know he, he, had, he was a big name at the time. And I guess you know he had an average performance, and he transferred over to Texas Tech. I guess um, just to get a different feel or a different look. Um, and trying to make it to the NBA, in which he got picked up in G League. I think he was with the Lakers for a little bit. Um, I'm not sure what team he is on now, but, uh, again, 10-day contract with 76ers. But uh, as soon as I heard his name for the dunk contest, I already knew off-rip this guy was winning because we all remember how his highlights looked in live game action, dunking on these people. And... It was ridiculous. Do you guys remember any of the dunks he did? Like the double pump, reverse, jumping over I, uh, two people. Like that was yeah. wild. I remember the, the the spin move. The one that he had. Like the, the thing about him was like he, he gets height right. He, the, he he can jump high, which is kind of weird coming from a white a white dude. So I think there was a little bit of novelty. But here, here's the thing I want to talk about you, JoJo. Is like the fact that they had to bring him up from you know they had to bring up people from the G League to to do the dunk contest. I mean I think that's like. Uh, it's like an indictment, right? It's like, yo, none of the great players, you know, when I think of all the greats, man, I think of big men, uh, yeah. uh, big guys, the big players, the big stars. You want to see them, you know, perform. Like, yo, the best dunk I've seen this year was freaking Zion Williamson dunking on, uh, on the Suns on CP3. Uh, on That late, that last, you know, they were trying to uh, uh, clock the timeout and, and they oh, got a yeah, rebound. Yeah, yeah. 
and they pass it down, and Zion did. That's the most amazing that, dunk I've ever that seen. Three sixty windmill. Yeah, I was like, yo, I, th- those are the guys I want to see. I want to see the big stars do big dunks like that. Um, and I think Zion. I mean, that's that, what we grew up watching. Yeah, yeah. We grew up yeah, watching yeah. Vince Carter's and Dwight <laughs> Dwight Howard's and everybody like. And I think Zion said he's been dealing with injuries and that, you know, this year probably wasn't appropriate for him because he was just coming yeah. back off an of injury that this year, he the first thing he shouldn't be doing is the dunk contest, you know, come off an injury that he wants to play. But he might do it next year. He might consider it mm-hmm. next year. So the fact that you guys got to draw people from the G League, like, I feel like it's an indictment. Like, it's like there's no excitement. Like, I feel like there's a lot of ego in the NBA. Like, nobody wants to lose. It's like, yo, yeah. there should be a rush to competition right it should be like yo i'm the best dunker or whatever you know uh, uh you know i'm used to seeing the big man i'm used to seeing the dwight howards uh you right. know uh the, the big guys dunking like i, I you know I, to me it's just like an indictment it's like do uh, yeah. do these guys do these players really want to play like you know the all-star yeah. should be a celebration of basketball it should be a celebration of like yo dude, we're halfway through the season um you know and it should be a celebration like oh this is the best players this is you know we're just kind of like a remind you know it's like kind of hanging out like it's like a, it should be a it should be a party feel but like the fact that it's kind of these i don't want to call them no name players cuz these are you know excellent players they play basketball way better than i they've achieved way more than i have uh sports wise but it's like yo some of these names i'm like these guys well, i never I, heard of yo i see what you mean because the thing is the idea of it and how it is in like every sports you're seeing the all-stars themselves doing the challenges. You're not, they're not pulling people like out of nowhere. Like when you watch the, the pro bowl events, or if you watch the MLB events, there's, these are the actual players in the all-star game. A lot of times, actually, I don't think the home run derby is the case sometimes, but a lot of those players that play that compete in the home run derby are all-stars a lot of times. So it's like the NBA, like you were saying, I mean, it's kind of like a, indictment of the whole league it's just like that mid-season people just you know it's just the yeah you said ego um, and just like passions but this guy played for on. the the south bay lakers then he went to chicago bulls g league team which yep. is the windy city bulls and then he went back to the south bay lakers and then he just recently played at the delaware blue coats well, i think it's a 76 yes yeah, i do remember him being on the lakers but to add on the gabe's point right um even with the dunk contest I don't know why we have this trend going of this I'm too cool for school and this whole nonchalant trend yeah. with these all-stars lately. Like, um, you know, we, we you see in the interviews guys like John Morant or Zion or these other all-star dunkers in game and they're like, oh, like, when are you guys going to do the dunk contest? And they're like, nah, uh, you can't get me to do the dunk contest. Like, like what do you, why? Like. Yeah, I mean like, it makes. What, I mean they this, don't even play. What's this they, trend? Like I don't understand. I, like, I think it's ego. I, mean, I, 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 I was gonna say like, like do understand. you guys like really surprised? I mean we're also at a time in an era where like guys just take games off for like load management. So, oh, it, so if they're willing to take, if, the they're, if they're willing to take a game off for a regular season game, that's something that actually yeah. matters. What makes you think they're gonna do an all star like a, well, a dunk contest? That's the point I'm trying to make. That's the point I'm trying yeah. to make. It's like what's this trend overall in the league? Like, like right, we're we're seeing this trend where even in the skills challenge, right? Like they don't even go hard anymore. They don't even hustle. Like you 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 seriously can't run up the court full speed, complete some passes, make a three or a layup. Like you see them casually walking up like okay if i lose i lose like they don't want to embarrass themselves like i don't i don't understand 
Yeah. Uh, I, it seems like the only one they actually try at, and it's because they actually do these in games, is the three-point contest. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only one that you seem to like actually see like some relatively big stars do that contest. And it's because, I mean, they pretty much do that throughout the entire season anyways, is have a three-point contest. By, so. by the way, we're talking yeah. about the dunk contest, but... Yeah, the dunk, yeah. Con- the dunk contest is probably the best part of All Star Weekend. Like, let's talk be. about let's talk about the game. Let's talk about you know the three point contest. Why is Julius Randle in the th- three point contest? I don't understand <laughs> that guy. I have a personal thing against him, but you know, yeah. They, they, so they tried, but um, overall, the dunk contest I think was probably the best part of it, right? I think that was the most. Uh, well, because of because you're of saying, Max, you're saying this year, this yeah, year, this year, yeah, because I feel like oh, because yeah. of McClung. If it wasn't for him, and he got what two or three fifty scored, like. Like he saved it this year, to be honest yeah. with you. Like, if they didn't sign that 10 day and, and get him up there, like we would have been trash in a dunk contest like we have the last few years. And who said again, white man can't get, jump? Until we get the guys we want to get in because they're too cool to participate. Yeah. And I don't know if it's about oh, I don't want to get injured. Yo, Michael Jordan, you know, did the dunk contest. Like yeah. we had all these other big names back then. Like I don't. I just don't understand. You know what I mean. I remember everybody like a long. Everybody wanted LeBron to do it. Like everybody wanted to see LeBron Dwight yeah. Howard in like the early twenty uh, two thousand, yeah, the late two thousands. Like, but he never did it. He always said he was going to, but he never did. And obviously, I wish he did. As a LeBron fan, as a LeBron fan, I wish he at least attempted one time in his career. Because who knows, he could have added extra hardware to his resume. Um, it's just a contest. Like yeah. even if you lost it, nobody would have remembered. It's not. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Like you're doing it for fun. I feel like. I feel like for me, the last, at least that I can think of, because I haven't watched it in a while. Like the last, like big one with like an actual like star was like when Blake Griffin jumped over the car. Like I feel I like that was the last 20, like great one. Like like I think it was like a spectacle. Zach Levine, Zach Levine and Aaron Zach Gordon is probably the, yeah. the greatest. Uh, dunk yeah. Top three of all time. Yeah, so Blake Griffin was break, 2011. I think, it was in, I think it was in Toronto that year. Yeah. And that was – but I remember that where he jumped over the car. That might have been before that. But I feel like – I feel like yeah. after, but after that point, like, I can think of, like, a regular, like – I mean, I guess he yeah, has Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. But, like, I was trying to think of, like – I mean, was he an all-star that year, Blake Griffin? Like he had to be. A, I'm, I was trying to. Th- I was trying to think of like the last time I've seen an all-star like actually like participate in it that I can think of. But then again, I don't guys, follow it know, amazingly closely. You usually have guys. I remember the one year they had Kendrick Nunn for the Miami Heat. Sometimes they're small guys. So in a way, like I wish the big names would go and and participate. But also, I'm kind of glad for the small names. Like, they get to make a name for themselves. That's like an accolade. You know, they can go to fucking brand names and be like, yo, I'm the fucking 2023. Nate Robinson. You know what I mean? Nate Robinson lives. Nate Robinson So... He's so in a way, he, he, I don't think he would be big at all if it wasn't for the dunk contest. He he made his name off the dunk contest. He was a decent player. He was a decent, he was a decent player, but like if he didn't win the dunk contest and he was and he just went on, like, do people but, really remember him? Like, to, when he fought Jake Paul yeah. if he didn't go win the dunk contest. Like, but to me, that's <laughs> like that's like the novelty, right? You think dunk? You, you think uh, I'm thinking big man, right? I'm, I'm thinking big man. I'm thinking like Shaq. I'm thinking like Charles Barkley. I'm thinking big guy. So I think the fact it, that Nate uh, Robinson will go, it's like to me, it's kind of yeah. like a novelty, and that's why I felt like about Mac McClung. Shout out to him, you know, very talented. You know, uh, hopefully, you know, he he made a name for himself. If people didn't know who he was, he definitely made a name for himself. It's crazy. Uh, and, and NBA listen, fans. man, that changed his life. He won a hundred thousand dollars just winning that yeah. dunk contest. So I mean, that's his whole yeah. G League salary. 
problem. Right, exactly. Aside from that, man, what in what thirty minutes of his life, he just you know he made the yeah. bag. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so but yeah, moving on from the dunk contest, uh, we'd all love to see the big names, the John Morant, the Zion's, and you know all these guys who think they're too cool for it. Which unfortunately, I don't like. Right? You're the young rising stars, man. We want to see you in the dunk contest. Uh, you know the All Star game itself. So we had Team LeBron, who was five and zero. Um, in this new style of all-star contest versus team Giannis. And for the first time ever, they did the draft live. Yeah. So I actually sat through the draft. Um, it was a little longer than expected. Painful. Painful. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was enjoyable at some points, but I didn't really like that. Um, they kind of made them explain why they picked each person. It was, yeah. it was kind of cringe. I'm like, Come on, they're all all stars. Like, what you're gonna make yeah. someone look better than ha- the next? We gotta write a whole like, fucking paragraph, a whole soliloquy about like why we picked this guy. Come on, yeah, yeah. let's I'm just like, play yeah, the game. That was a little too much. <laughs> let's just pick a team, you know, like the old school. So I kind of did like that, right? Like, you know, you know, backyard basketball. You're out here picking your squad, and you're worried about being the last pick. Uh, but you know, I think both teams were uh, drafted pretty even, um, and surprisingly. LeBron picked Anthony Edwards first based off his youth, which I thought was pretty interesting, um, to say the least. Uh, but what what did you think about the the draft game? Or Man, overall, the draft? draft, like the whole presentation of it, I feel like they should have done that shit in the back. Do that shit, you know, do it yeah. the day of, do it in the back and just announce it. Because, you know, the, there's a thing about, you know, again, with the ego, about I don't want to be picked last or whatever. Like, just pick them in the back. Nobody has yeah. to see no cameras. And just yeah. announce it, but like, this is the roster. And just show me the roster and then fucking yeah, play the game. Like, honestly, I'd I don't be down whole... and just <laughs> like I would love to see some pickup shit. Like everybody's on the court and you're just like, no. that would be amazing. I think that would have been cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh man, <laughs> that would that would be cool. But yeah, there'd no. be too much like crybabying. Like I don't want to be seen. I want to see the game. Listen, like, I want to see still the be best. hilarious. I would love to see. I want to see the best play the best. Just like you know the MLB. I, I feel like the MLB All Star. Um, you know, I want to see the best. I want to see the best pitchers against the best hitters. I want to see the best, you know, the best fielding, the best catching, the best whatever, the best throwing. Yeah. Just, I want to see the game. Like, if I'm a fan of the game, I want to see the game. I don't want to feel like, oh, this is like fucking high school. Like, we're, oh, I like this guy because he wears great shirts. I like the way he wears a jacket, his fashion. Come on, like, <laughs> let's play that's basketball. That's literally how, that, that's let's not even just all star game. That's kind of what I thought. I'm like, bro, like, I'm like, first of all, these guys are about to expose themselves and see, like, yeah. I mean, LeBron don't give a fuck. He's in year 20. Like, if he don't fuck with you, he don't fuck with you. Like, at this point. Yeah. But it was kind of like uh, Giannis when he he, he went to uh, pick John Morant um, way ahead of time. Like, yeah. Like, he was feeding for John. Like, we weren't <laughs> at the starting yet. I think that was pretty funny. Um, and then it was surprising that he didn't pick Drew Holiday's own teammate first, which is actually a smart move because – uh, for the reserves, Damian Lillard was obviously the best player there, and he ended yeah. up closing out the game. But uh, LeBron wanted Dame too, and you saw it. He was like, "Damn, he ruined my whole draft." Uh, so I think they thought a little too much on their teams. I, I felt like you know it could have been like an on the go kind of like, "Yo, I got him, I got him." You know what I mean? I think that'd be uh, cool, know, but I, I the think... whole jersey aspect it wouldn't work. Like obviously they got to make the jersey. Well, that's what I'm saying. There. Do the shit, you know. Three hours yeah. ahead of time. Do it in the back, no camera. Yeah. Just do it. Print that shit on. Have a have yeah. a roster, and then I turn on the TV, and bam, here's a team. This team versus this team. And then you're surprised. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for the first time, right? I mean, maybe they'll adjust you next gotta, season. Maybe they'll keep the same idea, and obviously, 
it's it's one of a kind, right? It's the first time they did this. Um, so they're definitely getting a lot of feedback. Like I was kind of like I was excited at first, and then I doled out. I was like, yo, can the game start already? Because I'm here like yeah. then you got saying. then you have the performance, and then I'm like like interviews, and I'm here like, yo, which <laughs> one is this game gonna start? <laughs> like, yeah, like, it was already 10:30 by halftime. <laughs> any sport, any sport, any sport that I watch on TV, like I just want to turn it on and just watch it, right? I don't want to watch an hour of pregame, you know, maybe for the Super Bowl, maybe you know, because there might be commercials and shit, but for all-star weekend i just want to turn on and be like bam this is the team that's playing is live whatever because yeah. I, I don't a i don't watch a lot of I mean, like you know I'll, I'll watch my team i watch the heat i'll watch the east some of the east if i'm at dinner if i'm at fucking whatever outback or chilies or something out it's on the tv i'll watch it but in general i'm not like watching all kinds of game all kind of also i just want to see basketball what? You know what i mean what game you're not watching every game I'm, so, I'm sorry. I just listen. I have, I have a thing called a life, and I do other things in life. You know, I, I can read books. I watch movies. Yeah. I do other shit. Oh, in you, life oh, Gabe Reeves. Watching... No. All right, go. So let's get into books. the game itself, right? right so we got the teams. It. We had the draft. Let's talk about the game. So the way they broke it up. Now they divided by each quarter. Um, so you win each quarter independently, and then yeah. I guess at the end they add up the total points. That was a new um, method they tried this year. One thing I did how, like. How is it though? If there's four, oh, they're just okay. So you don't actually yeah. win a quarter; it's just combining yeah. the points. Yeah, you well, you win your quarter, which I'm gonna get into why they did it by quarter. So the winning team of each quarter, they had money donated to their charity. So that kind of gave them an incentive to win, which you would think the game would be more competitive because you had that incentive. Yeah. To win, I think it was ten thousand dollars, if I'm not mistaken, to the you know, team LeBron's or whoever's charity and then team Giannis um, charity. So um, essentially the game was zero defense, um, which is what we expect, I guess, at this point. Right. I guess, well, that- uh, you know, dunks and three point lines. And I'm not saying I'm happy about it. I'm saying that's just I guess that's what we expect nowadays. That's how the game's been going. Um, granted, last year, the method um, was different and it ended up being uh, LeBron making the game winning shot. Because uh, I think they were playing to a certain uh, yeah point amount, right? So that made it cool. Um, so I was like, okay, it's for the charities, right? I can't be too mad. Um, I think they scored like fifty in like that first quarter each. Oh, it was crazy. And then they only played oh they played defense like the last two minutes. So the game was back and forth. They let each other score, literally letting each other score. They went in for a layup. Okay, cool. Okay, he made the three. Okay, they went back another dunk. Okay, another dunk. And they were going back and forth. And I think in the first quarter, I think LeBron, he's the only one that played defense. Uh, he had a block on uh, Shea, yeah. uh, Shea Gilgis, right? Yeah. <laughs> he had a he had a block. It looked like LeBron was trying to go for that MVP um, before he got injured. But, uh, again, back to the game, Gabe or Julian, like, what do you guys think of this new method? I, I'm tired of it, man. Like, there's no competitiveness. I want to see the best against the Benz. Against, I want to – just like baseball, I want to see the best pitchers against the best hitters. Who who fucking right. who who levels up? You're like, never gonna get it, dude. You, you know, just, it, not anymore. It, not anymore. It, Unless it's it a real incentive. It's kind of changed. I feel with, like you know, the. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead I was just gonna say the only. I feel like the only one is maybe baseball. That's about it because it's not a contact. Yeah. Well. You know, I, I feel like you get some of it in interleague play when the East plays the West or whatever. Because those games in general, when when I when when I play a West team, when my team, you know, when the Miami Heat play a West team, like I don't give a damn what the score is. I want to see a good matchup. But if they lose, I'm yeah. like, ah, uh, whatever. It's a loss, but it's, at least it's not a loss to the Celtics. At least not a loss to the fucking 76ers or something. Um, 
So, you know, I want to see the best against the best. And these guys are just out there just, just kind of, you know, fucking literally mailing it in. They're just kind of like, oh, whatever, look, look a dunk. Oh, I'm going to lay up. There's a picture of LeBron just like doing one of these. <laughs> yeah, there's Jason. a lot of feedback, right? You know, even all the analysts, right? They really hated it. This All-Star game, they say, was the one of the worst. Um, yeah. Like you said, like, you know, the All-Star game actually used to be competitive, right? I'm pretty sure back in your days, right? Back in the 80s and the 90s. Um, and I think playing East versus West, you know, even maybe the 70s gave used to watch, you know, those All-Star games. <laughs> But, uh, Chamberlain. <laughs> but uh, Chamberlain I think that playing I think that playing East versus West, you had a bigger sense of pride in your conference. And yeah, you want to beat the shit out of the opposing conference and show your you know, yeah, you run the you're dominant. Yeah. Yeah. Like and I, you know, even Kobe had an interview um a few years, you know, before he passed, but talking about the competitiveness in the All-Star game and said, yo, when he played like, play to win. Yeah, you play to win. And he, he came in playing against Jordan, yeah. like in the East. You're like, of course, you're gonna make a statement. Yeah, you got Michael Jordan playing in the East, and you're you're the best player in the West. Like, you're gonna go at it. You know, yeah. like and he's supposed to be the next coming of hey. Jordan, too. So it's like and, and that yeah. that kind of spirit reminded me of like, you know, we talk about uh the fucking the you know, the dream team, right? The the dream team going on to play uh in the Olympics and shit, like Yo, you have the best players, and they're practicing. They're practicing against each other, going hard at each other because they're gonna go yeah. face the rest of the world, right? And that's kind of the spirit and the competition that I want to see in All Star Game, right? That kind of spirit of like, yo, this is the best against the best, and we're gonna give you the best experience, the best performances, whatever. They're just fucking mailing and they're just like laying it down. No defense is like, oh, let's lay a lazy hand. I'm gonna jog it up. I'm gonna just fucking and and. And to me, that is like to mention, like, yo, why are we even doing this? Like, if y'all not gonna play hard, if you know what I mean, if if me, I want to see the best against the best. We always do in sports. In sports, you know, people talk, me talk, a gas bag, whatever. You always talk about the best against the best. Who's better, Kobe or LeBron? Who's better, Kobe or Michael Jordan? Who's better, Charles Barkley or Dominique Wilkins? Who's better? Like, we always talk about the best against the best and these hypotheticals. But the All Star Weekend is supposed to be like this is. Where we can actually see who's the best against the best. If they play, yeah. if they play hard the way they're you know they should, then we can actually see. Oh, yo, look, look at look at AI crossing over Michael Jordan. Thanks, thanks. And Shit yo, like that. Look, they, they play harder I mean, in summer league pickup than they did in that game. You see those games that they record and put on for the fans. Yeah. Uh, you know, preseason. All these in the Kyrie league, Kyrie's league, LeBron's league. Yeah, yeah. The fuck. Yeah. I'm like, bro. Like, I get midseason. I think everyone's literally too worried. I think they're paranoid at this point. Of of injury, I, I really I really I mean I, like like I mean the thing like you can't even like if you can't expect it to get in the All Star game and you don't even really get in the regular season so it's like let's be real these players play at like seventy percent in the regular season I mean the only time you ever really see like hella intense hard as fuck like no matter what is playoffs and I think all these guys are just waiting for the playoffs and. Obviously, the All Star Game is not going to make them work hard. If the, I mean, it's just the, it's just the league as a whole is just how it is right now. And unless they shake something up drastically, it's just it's going to stay like this. Like I don't see it changing. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, the, and the, I mean, bro, you can be like, I mean, the play in and all that other shit. It's like, what's the point? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And by the way, we're coming off an exciting game last night, JoJo. I don't know if you saw last night. Memphis Grizzlies played the Seventy Sixers, and we had a big, you know, Seventy uh, Sixers come back. And, and, you know, yeah. you saw John Morant trying to dunk. He was about to dunk over P.J. Tucker. And then Joel Embiid comes Embiid. with a big block. 
I was like, yo, that's the stuff I want to see in the All-Star game. Like, y'all, yeah. y'all all together over there. Like, y'all compete in the regular season tough. Why is it, Why are y'all skipping or why are y'all skipping over the All-Star weekend? So, to me, it's like, it, it, you know, obviously the product shows because, like I said earlier, the viewership is down. It's lower down. It is fun. It's fun to see, you know, the great players. But also, it's like, these guys are just, they're just showing up. That, you know, I'm, I'm here not to get fined. You know what I mean? It's kind of that. Kind of that <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, isn't that. viewership down just as a whole? I'm pretty sure, like across year, the board. This year down again for NBA. Twenty nine percent. Not well, not even just the All Star game, but I'm saying in general, isn't it just down uh, as a whole? That's something I have to look up, but you know, uh, you know, right now I, know it has, I don't know if I don't know if it's a resurgence, but I know like the past couple of years is down. I don't know what it is this year though. I, mean, I, can tell you, I don't. I don't. I don't watch as many games as I used to. I'll tell you guys right now, I haven't really been. Going on my way to tune in yeah. to some of these games, you know, I'll watch if it's convenient and I'm available to watch. But now nah, I'm not. I'm not. I don't even look forward to certain matchups. I'm like, oh, okay, this team's playing that team. Should be a good game. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you yeah, I, think, I think the only one you can blame really is the NBA. I really, I think the NBA has catered it to just focus on the playoffs. And I think there's too much drama as well, right? Going into the NBA right now, right? It's it's more like uh, I feel like it's TMZ, man. Like all this news reporting that's going out, like it's everything but basketball. You know what's funny? Me, me like, and Gabe were talking about a couple of weeks ago that the drama is more, more interesting and more popular. It's it's more popular than the actual game itself. I mean, like, bro, oh, let 60, they had a fight let, in the locker room. Like, you let why do 66%, bro, when you let 66% of your league make the playoffs, like, like you're just not going to have, like, intensity throughout the season. Yeah. It diminishes the regular season. So we'll see. We'll you'll see how the NBA moves forward with uh, also weekend. Obviously, it's come and gone. So now we're halfway through the season. This is actually when it gets more intense. You know, there's no more football. So I'm going to be paying more attention to the basketball now that uh, it's pretty much the only sport around. What's going on? You well, you know what can actually excite us for some exciting basketball coming up, and that is college basketball that will hold us over until the NBA playoffs. March Madness is on the rise. The conference tournaments are on the rise. Only uh, every team just has a couple more games left. And then we're going into the conference tournaments and then leading us into March Madness. So if you want Gabe wants to see that intensity, he's about to get in some college basketball coming up. Everybody's going to try to squeeze into the final bracket. Yeah. I mean, this is going in for you. Canes. Kane's actually—they're actually pretty good this year. They're actually yeah, pretty they've good been ranked all season. Larry has been doing some shit. They had, a good, they, had, they had a good year last year too. They, they yep. did okay. They, made they did it, okay. What, the final four or elite eight? Elite eight. I think elite. I eight. Mean, they lost to Kansas. Yeah. I mean that's good. That's good for Miami. It was the last time they made it that far. I mean Miami uh, football hasn't been doing shit the last yeah. few years, so I guess so, basketball. Man, is, I'm about to fall from grace. Yeah, is there is there time to take over? Uh, so but yeah, let's, talk man, about, let's, talk, let's talk turning, bro. Let's talk about March Madness with the top rankings. Uh, Julian, I know if you have, you can pull it up. Uh, yeah, so I can pull up on the. Uh, let me one uh, because second. some some of the teams I haven't even expected. Like some of the teams are not even like. Yo, to listen, me, I, basketball I teams. College basketball this year is one of the most competitive seasons we've seen. Yeah. The big names aren't so big, right? A lot of these schools aren't even ranked that we're used to seeing. Uh, UNC, Duke, Kentucky, they have fallen off, and we have, like, a new top five. Surprisingly, Alabama has been top five all season. Crazy. Which, which is crazy. You think Alabama, that's Man, straight now football. They're gonna, 
No, right? They're going like, to dominate basketball and football. This just isn't fair. Yeah, top I, overall I seed know, right now is the Alabama. The first team out is Penn State, last team in Mississippi State. And then we're looking at the bubble. So the last four, um, and they have Oklahoma, USC, Wisconsin, Mississippi State. First four out, Penn State, Utah State, and my beloved North Carolina, uh, and then Charleston. <laughs> And then the next four out are Texas Tech, Clemson, Michigan. Michigan would have fall, um, yep, and uh, New Mexico. Um, New Mexico, and I say that because they beat UConn <laughs> last year in the first round. So I'm gonna just throw that out there. No, well, and this is this is the current rat bracket <laughs> as it moving stands on. right now. Um, let me see if I can zoom out a little bit more. Yeah. So they're they're hosting Louisville, Kansas City, Las Vegas, New York. Yo, you know what? Actually Yo, we might this. have to I'll take a trip in. to New York depending on what teams are playing because I'm dying to see some March Madness tournaments. When are they going to bring it out here to Florida, Miami, man? Orlando. It's probably Orlando. Right, so Miami. we can see this is the top half. Um, they used to have games in Jacksonville all the time. I used to, I've been to a couple of them. So Miami right now has Hofstra. Easy win. This okay, is the top. Long Island. Okay. In current standings, right? Obviously, the season's not over yet. And yeah, so this is the bracket tournament. as it this is the bracket as it stands. As um, yeah, so we have a game game in Orlando, um, Greensboro, Greensboro. Damn, Greensboro got a lot of games. Des Moines, a lot of smaller towns, but uh, but yeah. Oh, Miami's yeah, in I mean, Orlando. You know, there you go. This year, you're gonna see a lot of teams that you don't FAU. normally see. And there's going to be a lot of upsets. There are going to be a lot of upsets. Um, Basso's been super unpredictable. You guys already know who I'm riding with. We're going UConn all the way. We're ranked 18, baby. We've been ranked all season. Listen, we started off, I think, 14-0. and 0. We, we made it up to number two team in the nation. Had a little fall off. Uh, I think we only have like seven or eight losses right now, which is actually isn't too bad. Um, but... I think we're going to make a run for this Big East tournament, win that, get ranked pretty high, and hopefully uh, get out of the first round. You know, we got upset last year, so anything could happen. And then my North Carolina, man, what a fall. Like, you went from the national championship last year, and you pretty much kept a lot of the same guys, and now you're barely – I think you're going to squeeze in. You got three more games left. Um, You have – they took a blow losing – three straight. Um, I know they lost one to Miami, um, but you got three more games left. You got the final game of the year against Duke, which is going to be a big game. You have to win. You should get an easy game against Florida state. And then you got a ranked Virginia. So you, I think you got to kind of win out to get like a good seating into the uh, ACC tournament coming in. And then you just got to play well, which I think they can. Um, it's just, man, they're going to have me on the skin of my – every game is going to matter at this point for UNC, honestly. So I'm actually yeah. kind of excited to start watching some of their games. I already – I mean, I have been watching some of their games, but, like, now it's going to get really intense. Right. Um, especially, like, the, these – two out of these three games, like, I expect you to beat Florida State. They suck this year. Um, but you got a big game against Virginia, which will help boost you and probably shoot you into the tournament immediately. And then, obviously, you got that final game of the year against Duke. And hopefully you get a good run in the ACC tournament. So it's a lot yeah, of good storylines, honestly. Yeah, that could definitely help their chances, that tournament as well. Um, as far as UConn's last three games, we've got St. John's tomorrow at noon, um, DePaul on Wednesday, and Villanova, who's been having a down year as well. And I know they have a new coach, but that's good for us. We need we need yeah. Nova to have a down year. Um, Nova wins. They, who did they beat? Nova beat a ranked team. They pulled an upset the other day. 
but that helped us in the Big East. Uh, so those are our last three games, and I've been fortunate enough to watch a good amount of UConn basketball this year, so I've been keeping up as well because um, they've been playing the games on FS1. Uh, Gabe, who do you have? Who listen, are you rooting for early I'm, on? I'm, I'm interested in UM, man. <laughs> UM, listen, I haven't had a lot to, to root for UM. It used to be football, then baseball, then basketball. All right now, okay. football team not doing that great. They upset Xavier, by the way, Gabe. I mean, uh, yeah. Jojo. Oh, there you go, Xavier. Yep, yeah, that helped us a lot. So, so I'm interested in the the UM basketball team because they're actually pretty decent this year. I don't know how far they're going. Maybe, you know, I'm thinking maybe second round. You know, they'll they'll get past. They'll get to maybe to the Sweet 16. But uh, uh, I'm interested in how, how deep they and far they go for UM. Just because I'm a UM fan, Miami fan, I'm a Miami guy, so uh, that that interests me. But I think it's interesting that like you know, Houston is somehow a great basketball team. Alabama, yeah. you know, yeah. is, is a, a mm-hmm. is a good basketball team. That that is new, and I, I actually, you know, I, I think it's interesting to to have new teams, teams you never heard of, because it, it makes it more nuanced, right? Because yeah. it kind of gets boring. If you see the same, you know, five, like, six names, it gets boring. It's I like, think, whatever. you know, yeah, UNC, I, Duke, it's like Yuka. Like, yeah. You know, it makes me wonder, like, how much influence of, like, the imbalances now, how it's becoming, like, how much of that has to do with G League? With top, top players maybe opting out from college to go to G League? Like I wonder, I wonder how much that plays a factor. Well, I wonder, I wonder how much NIL plays if they get paid more to stay in college than going true. to the G League, right? Whatever the G, I don't know what the G that League. I can look up the G League minimum is, but if you're really a top college player, why not? Yeah, stay college, in college? Is gonna, college is going to get you more eyes too. Yeah, yeah I mean, honestly, you more eyes I feel like in this year, right? I mean, we said like there's a lot of competition now, but if you look at players individually. It, this is not going to be a good draft for the NBA. I feel like not a lot of you can't name a lot of players that are NBA ready like right now that that could get drafted, especially Dude, like I think or point guards, uh, mostly big men uh, or power forwards. But not really seeing it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's there's a couple sophomores, um, that were benched, you know, last year as freshmen. They they coming out making a name for themselves on certain teams. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I know there's some big names we can name. Like you got Grady Dick in Kansas. He's been going crazy. Um, well, I, I don't know how I you guys mean, feel about the talent level overall. Oh, I was just gonna like little. Uh, I was just gonna say like I think what also too like a lot of these college basketball players have to start thinking about is like you're getting a lot of talent coming out of Europe lately. I mean, we could arguably say the best three players in the league right now are European. So. I mean, you're not just competing with other guys in college. Like, you got guys overseas who are proving themselves and, like, getting drafted pretty damn high. So, And it's crazy you bring that up, right? Even someone that's from the U.S. that played international, LaMelo Ball, they didn't yeah, play college yeah. ball, went international and still got drafted high in the NBA and was an all-star and a rookie of the year. So, I mean, that can be another I mean, I, route as well. Yeah, I, and yeah. I don't blame players for opting out of college to go to, like, Europe or something. You can make good money over there yeah. and play high quality professional adults. Like you're not playing against other like yeah. early teen, late teens, like early twenty like players. Like you said with Lamelo, I'm sure that was strategic of him going over oh, there. Sure. I mean, he yeah. he probably got especially the intensity over there. Oh, it's unlike anything you experience here. Like how yeah. like those motherfuckers like flares in the state of the arenas. Like it's insane. Uh, <laughs> right, by the way, back to, back to March Madness though. Yeah. We all have our picks or our early picks. If UNC makes it, hopefully they do for Julian. And what were you saying, Gabe? 
Uh, I was, no, I was gonna say uh, just a note. Uh, the, I think the league minimum it got raised to like thirty-seven thousand. The league minimum for G League. So if you're in college, you're getting brand. You know that with the NIL deals, you're getting more than thirty-seven thousand. Why not stay in college and get get money to? Play? I mean, to be fair, I don't know how much basketball players are getting money like that. College football, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about the top players. The top players. Still, like I'm. I mean, I guess you're getting probably more than forty thousand a year. I guess. Yeah. I mean, you never know what kind of deals they have. They could have sponsorship from gyms, you know. It could be from yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you know, nutrition companies. It could be obviously. I I think the most profitable route is maybe I had to guess Europe is more established, more like money there. That's my guess, but yeah, but not a lot um, of players are comfortable with leaving. Yeah, I mean, but I'm talking about if you're just talking about like money, like my guess would be that I'm just guessing. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully we all have a, a dog to root for in the March Madness. We're going to try to put a bracket together to see uh, who gets the most wins. Was right after these conference tournaments right. and the, the bracket is set, um, let's we'll see who can, who, can, who can get the most. I'm sure we're all going to suck ass because oh. we don't <laughs> scout it extremely hard and look out for teams like Ole Roberts. But uh, <laughs> Creighton, watch out for Creighton. Yo, in the I was going to bring that up. <laughs> Do not sleep on Creighton, man. Honestly, that's UConn's Achilles heel. We cannot we cannot win on their home court. They're playing Villanova tomorrow. 20 years. You know, they, they have a really good team. And Xavier, Xavier got upset. They're looking really good, too, this year. So Yeah, Villanova beat them by a point. Stay tuned for that. All right, let's talk real quick. Let's talk real quick about XFL because Julian is obsessed with XFL. I watched <laughs> a game. I literally watched one game, uh, and that was it. Julian, all right. he's all over. He before, loves be, before Gabe goes on, or you guys start chatting. I'm not the only one. Like all over Twitter, like people were actually raving about the XFL. The the quality of the games were actually good. like, and I said it last year with the USFL. Like I tried watching that, and it was rough. It was rough. And I said maybe because it's the first year, guys are still trying to figure things out. You know, a lot of these guys haven't played in a while. They've just been on practice squads. So, like, this is the first time they're getting real playing time for some of these guys probably ever. So, um, so XFL was able to recruit a lot of those guys over and obviously getting a lot of, like, ex-NFL guys or practice squad NFL guys. Dude, the quality was great. It was it was it, to me. I enjoyed it more than college football. Um, obviously, maybe not like top level college football, but like the large majority of college football games. Out there, this is better than it. Than it, the 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 pacing was good. It it really reminded me of NFL a lot. Um, I think the XFL is here to stay for a while. The way that they the the Rock and his ex wife uh, Danny Garcia and how they've been able to like establish this league has been great. Um, I was watching the player 54 documentaries on ESPN plus. Those are great. Those are awesome documentaries they're putting together. Um, I don't know if you guys got the chance to watch those at all. Those are pretty damn good. I recommend watching it. If you have ESPN plus to watch it, like they, they have some pretty good documentaries on there, but um, it was honestly super fun games. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, do you guys remember uh, AJ McCarron from Alabama, the yes. old former Alabama? I did, I did he watch that Place for the Battle Hawks. Um, the game I watched. Yeah, and he was talking Wait, about. That, I don't even know if that's like a thing. I, I have no idea if they did that. I just felt like that makes sense. Like, I, don't know, like, <laughs> I just felt like that makes sense. <laughs> but, uh, Battle Hawks. 
But um, yeah, I watched Thursday Night Football last night. Um, obviously, going to be more games this weekend. We're recording this on a Friday. But dude, they were fun. Um, the Battle Hawks had a couple great um, comebacks. The extra points are awesome. Like a one, uh, uh, one extra point, a two, two extra point, three point. Two and a three point. And like, man, that just adds this whole different dynamic to the game that is honestly like hella fucking dope. Um, and then even the rock shout out AJ McCarron, because AJ McCarron, he left his his backup job, the NFL, where he was making like four times as much, never touching the field to play in the XFL because he said he wanted to have his sons oh, watch yeah, him actually play, play football. I respect and, that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the man's made some money throughout the years anyway, so I'm sure he didn't I mean, mind. If you're just financially like, stable and you're worried about playing in your prime and have the opportunity to do so, then go for it. And, bro, the, the intensity. I mean, like, the whole motto of this league so far has been player 54. Obviously, yeah. the 53-man yeah. rosters, the last guy. Yeah. And man, hungry just, to play. Yeah. yeah, and, man, yeah, the intensity is is great. It's honestly a lot of the, um, the new things they do with, like, the audio – um, hearing the coaches live live interviews on the sideline as soon as like plays are over or drives are over it's fucking sick um I, I i'm really glad to see that um there's actually a true like developmental league and like a secondary league for a lot of these guys and the the quality's good and the way it's lined up man there's gonna be football pretty much year round i mean you have the xfl as soon as the xfl is over you're going into the usfl which i don't know if this happens Strong theory of mine, they're eventually going to merge, I think. But um, you don't think so? I'm just guessing. Who knows? But um, either way, it's really cool to have football year-round. Hopefully the XFL kind of like ends up being the same quality as the XFL. The USFL ends up being the same quality as the XFL, um, I'm hoping, and it wasn't like last year. But nonetheless, it's pretty cool to see these guys. I think you're going to see some guys get some contracts, just like you did uh, last year. And uh, – make that jump um i think it's it's dope especially like i mean we see it in all other sports you have the minors you have the g league um soccer you have leagues from all over the world you have the minors in the nhl like you needed something like this for football and uh, i'm glad it's there that guys can continue to uh you know live their dream and also for us to keep on getting football so Gabe, I mean, I heard you got season tickets for the San Antonio Brahmas, the dopest jerseys in the league. Um, I actually had the biggest crowd. 25,000 showed up for that game. Yeah. And Gabe was one of them. <laughs> Listen, I watched our game. Listen, overall, I think the XFL experience is going to be okay. Uh, uh, I wasn't too hyped. Like, I'm just kind of mellow. I'm just kind of going to watch what's going on. Like, it's for me, it's just like another thing to put on, right, when, when I'm out and about. Uh, but... I'm not going to be too much in the XFL. I'll, I'll watch it from, you know, distance. I'm not going to be too hype about it. Uh, uh, like I said, I watched a game. Uh, so it, it'll it, 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 it'll be fine. It'll supplement. You know, right now we're in the dojo. Like, and the the ratings are good. The ratings have been very good for it. ESPN's gone all out for XFL. Yeah. They've added a lot of content for them. I do you know, think they must that, have had a lot of money invested in that, too, if they're giving it this much exposure. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Dwayne, you know, The Rock has been putting, you know, he does have a lot of love when he put into this product and they put a lot of attention to yeah. it. So uh, I think it's going to be better than the USFL. 
I think you also felt it's like how much talent you know once you get the NFL then you have XFL like how much talent do you going to see down the line? Uh, yeah, there's only like so many 250 pound guys you can run a four five yeah. under yeah, like yeah. sub five forty like there's only so many guys. So I feel like it's going to be diminishing you know you know players diminishing product, but I, I'll watch it on the side. I'll, I'll see how you know if I get into it. Uh, you know, being in the middle of hockey, you know, coming off a of hockey all star, coming off an of NBA all star, you know. It'll, it'll be something to lead me into baseball, you know, it'll, it'll, something in the doldrums of... I just, uh, I need you to go to a game game. I just, I need you there. I, I will, I will, go I will make Gabe, a game. We need, we need content for the podcast, right? We need to see you at an <laughs> XFL game, all right? You got to make that commitment. I'll, I'll make my, my attempt. They're, right. Bro, they're like, the, this is pretty sick. The bro, my, battle Hawks, my battle Hawks are 2-0 right now. Man, St. <laughs> Louis has been rallying behind that team, you yeah. know. It's a team that misses football. Great so, markets too. Let's talk about uh, MLS real quick because MLS season is about to start. It's must start tomorrow. We're recording this on the twenty fourth, so MLS season is about to start on the twenty fifth. Uh, Julian, I'm gonna let you go because listen, the only thing I've been talking. Listen, you're wearing your inner Fort Lauderdale shirt right now. <laughs> if we talk about Messi, so far Messi hasn't been signed yet. What the hell is going on in, with inner Fort Lauderdale and the MLS? Let's talk about the season going forward. Um, as for the messy stuff, man, who knows? That whole saga has been, if you follow like world soccer at all, like it's fucking, it's wild right now. Like the one moment he's going to resign with PSG, another moment he's going to come to Miami, another moment he's going to go back to Barca. It's all over the fucking place. Fabrizio Romano every day is tweeting out new sources and shit. So like, who fucking knows? Um, he's going all over the place. I think my feeling is if he doesn't come this year, I don't think he's coming back. Uh, I don't think he's ever coming. If he doesn't come this year, um, I think they're making a strong push, not just Inter Miami, but MLS as a whole is making a strong push to bring him over to the States. Um, we'll see if it happens. Um, as for the season, man, I am super pumped for MLS season. It almost feels like this new like grand opening. Obviously, the, they had the new big Apple deal that just um, is arriving. It is probably the most love and attention a network has ever given MLS. And I think it's going to really benefit them a lot. Um, pretty awesome. Obviously Apple has exclusive rights to the MLS, but that does not mean you can still watch game. They're still going to have select games on Fox and um, some free games on Apple TV, just like they did for uh, major league baseball. And if you're a T-Mobile subscriber, you get free access to the MLS season pass, but um, it's super cool. Like I think we're going to see more coverage than any team has ever like outside of maybe the NFL, you're going to see more coverage covering that team probably more than every other sport because Apple is then tasked every single one of these teams. So you have like your like pods in Apple TV. So you select your team and then it's all this like content dedicated for your teams, like player profiles, club profiles, match previews, um, highlights, uh, rituals, um, news like rituals, like talking about like every team's like rituals, things they do during the game, um, like all kinds of stuff. Like they're going all in, um, and it's pretty cool to see that. It's like, like I said, it's it's crazy to see all the love. I mean, you can go to Apple TV right now, and on the tab, it's MLS. So it's awesome to see the league actually some full coverage like that. Um, MLS has gone completely NFL when it's come to like NFL films. Like they're going to be doing all broadcasting on their own. There's going to be no outsourcing. Everything is going to be in-house. They're going to do a MLS 360 show, which is like red zone. They're going to have like a red zone for soccer, which is pretty cool. They're going to have post-game, 
pregame, halftime between every show. I mean, every game. It's going to be awesome. Schedules are all lined up. 7.30, Saturday nights, every now and then a Wednesday night, but always going to be Saturday night soccer. Um, super pumped. Like, I'm honestly really excited. Inter-Miami had a couple of good signings in the transfer window. So, yeah. If you guys want to hear more soccer talk, um, like I said, me and uh, we're going to be starting – I'm starting up another dedicated to soccer, Real Fans FC. Um, and we're going to be talking all things MLS and top five leagues. But I'm trying to get these guys – into it because I know they're all T-Mobile. Well, I don't know if Gabe is. I know JoJo's a T-Mobile customer. T-Mobile. Sign up for free. Check out the quality, bro. The quality, like the camera quality, everything's light years ahead than what they were when they're on ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus gave them no love, and now you're on Apple, and everything just looks so much crisper and cleaner. You know, it's a, actually a really cool thing that they're doing that I I hope other leagues do. So. During the broadcast of the game, you can change the audios. You kind of saw it with Thursday Night Football and the Amazon. You know, you can, like, have the different, like, audio streams. Yeah. like. So this one, since they got rid of local broadcasts, because you know how, like, like, the Marlins and the Heat have, like, Bailey's, and those are, like, all, like, the local guy. Like, they cover the team. So now that MLS has gone more, like, NFL to where there is no, like, local broadcast anymore, it's, like – um, more national, the, yeah. More national commentators. They've made it to where you can change the audio to your local radio broadcast, which is pretty fucking cool. So if you want that local feel, you can put on the local radio call on top of the game, and Apple will match it up with it, which I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. sick. That's so like pretty sick. Like, I, would, that. I would love to see that for NFL. Like if NFL, if they did a thing with YouTube, like if I can get the local Jags radio on top of my game like oh that'd be awesome um and so it's I pretty cool to see that i wonder if they're gonna have that feature like what the mlb network what they did is when you let's say i select on a yankees game i get to decide if i want to watch the home version or the away version so you could listen to your local broadcast on that i wonder if they're going to give you that feature yeah, or you can uh, get you the click, national version yeah, yeah you could click on the team if you could listen to the away team's broadcast or the home team's broadcast on on that game I wouldn't be surprised if they tried it. I'm sure, like, I think the reason why Apple's giving so much love to MLS, because one, it's relatively cheap compared to the other leagues to, to purchase at the time. I think it's a way of a testing ground for a lot of stuff. Um, maybe Apple does a big play at MLB. Um, maybe they do a big, a lot of people are pegging, a lot of people had Apple go for NFL, but I think they lost it. Um, but I think Apple's next, like, kind of grab is going to be probably the premier league um i think yeah they're gonna try some cool things so i i hope that becomes like a norm uh and the cool thing too is even though if you do the national broadcast then the the way they set it up is that the national commentators are going to be locked to a region so like you're not just going to get like fucking mark sanchez like all the time and like tony Romo. like tony romo will cover the southeast so like any game in the southeast, or like the, the, you're gonna have your select guys. So even though it's not a local broadcast, you're kind of getting the same recurring guys. So you're not guys, you're not getting people that's just talking nonsense who haven't watched them all year. Yeah, so yeah. I thought they really kind of thought through on a lot of stuff. So I'm really excited. Um, big investments, and then with the more money, obviously bigger signings. I think this summer transfer window is gonna be massive. Obviously, if Messi comes and Busquets, like it's gonna be a huge deal i think it's gonna be with all this money coming in you're gonna start seeing teams spend more and hopefully they can raise the salary cap and keep things going man 
from what I've been hearing, he is more. If he doesn't come this year, he'll probably come next year. So, I think the thing I with kids, I don't feel that way. I, don't, I, think, I, really don't. I think you have a two-year window, and then after that, I don't know about that. I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, maybe he can come next year, but I think if he doesn't, giving even him come, the expectation to come this year is way too soon. Especially you know, with the season about to start, the World Cup win. Like, yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, he would come. He I would come in the season. Another year buffer. Well, uh, okay, so how it works in soccer is you have a winter transfer window and a summer transfer window. It's a window that every league in the world follows. And MLS generally doesn't – MLS doesn't follow the what most leagues in the world – their schedule is kind of off. We have a summer schedule. So we start in February and in October. Most of the world starts in September to May, kind of like basketball, imagine – so, like, a lot of the top stars in the world, their contracts are set up to end that summer. So, since MLS is weird, a lot of the big signings that MLS gets is usually in that summer transfer window. So, like, that's why MLS is, like, historically hard to predict, like, how the end of the season – it's like NBA trade deadlines. Like, it's like trying to pick that. But, like, that team might be completely different halfway through the season because they might, like, make some major moves and bring guys in and change up the whole trajectory of where they were at. So it can be kind of weird. So if he doesn't come – so, like, it, the, his contract with PSG ends this summer. So if he doesn't come this summer and he signs – if he re- it depends how long his next deal is, I guess. Like, if he signs long-term at Barca, it's done. Like, if he signs a three-year at Barca, it's over. If he stays at PSG for another two years, it's over. So, it all kind of comes down. I think if he doesn't come this year, he's going to re- – unless he does another one year with PSG, which I don't see happening, um, I think that's pretty much it. So, I don't know. We'll see, I'm sure. Let's uh, end it with uh, World Baseball Classic because it's coming up uh, March 7th, I believe, that the uh, Netherlands are going to be playing Cuba for the first game. But just kind of get a preview, JoJo, because you've been excited for this. We've been doing a countdown, 50 days, 40 days. We're, we're coming up on, on World Baseball Classic. Let's end it on uh, World Baseball Classic and kind of your uh, expectations of uh, how you feel about this tournament. Um, as you guys know, super excited. Me and Julian went to uh, World Baseball Classic back in 2017. So it's been quite some time, well over five years. Obviously, because of COVID, they pushed it back. And, man, what a year to be in Miami. We're hosting all three rounds. We have two of the best squads here playing in Miami uh, with Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic, which these teams are absolutely stacked. And we are two weeks away. Yeah. I think they just started. Uh, they finally released the merch. All right, we've been waiting for forever, right? They finally dropped the hats. They finally dropped the jerseys. Me and Julian were looking at it. I'll be honest. I'm not completely impressed with the merch this year for Puerto Rico. I think the jersey design uh, that Majestic had in the last tourney was a lot better. I don't even know the company that's making the jerseys this year. Uh so I'm 50-50 on that. I don't, I don't know, man. I was excited, but me and Julian were talking, and we're not we're not really uh, digging. They're ugly. Place, they're atrocious. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. I don't know. All of them are bad. If you see me with one um, in the next episode, maybe not. But aside from that, the rosters completely opposite from the jersey are just fire. Rosters fire. Um Man, yeah, we even got a we got a couple tickets to the games. Uh, we already I'm aligned up for uh, Puerto Rico versus Israel. 
uh, Dominican Republic versus Israel and two of the quarterfinal games, which we don't know um, who's going to be playing each other, but we do have our predictions. Um, it's going to be the winner of Pool C versus the runner-up of Pool D and vice versa. So the winner of Pool D versus the runner-up of Pool C. So most likely, depending on who wins, let's say if USA wins, wins out Pool C, um, they will most likely play Puerto Rico or DR um, if they end up one or two in Pool D. So that'll be a dope quarterfinal matchup. Um, or, but it could be either way. They could play uh, Puerto Rico or, or DR most likely going on for that. Uh, do you have a list of the rosters that we can pull up? Because USA is yeah. looking like an all-star team this yeah. year. USA is looking pretty good. By the way, with, USA, USA jersey is sponsored by Nike, I'm seeing. Yeah. And then Mexico, Puerto Rico is sponsored by OT. I don't know what company is. This is OT. I've never heard of this brand. And, man, they could have done a lot <laughs> the better. Rest of the, world, the, the rest of the other countries are all like this OT. It's like only the United States has Nike. So I don't know what it is. Man, like, I, I wish Nike had Puerto Rico or DR. I'm pretty sure the product and merch would have been fired. All right, so here's what we're looking at. Pool A, Chinese Taipei, Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, and Panama. So let's go by each pool and let's predict to our best ability who's going to come out on top and who's going to be the two seed to advance to the quarterfinals. Uh, so looking at pool A and, you know, some of the rosters and some of the players that I know who signed up, um, Man, shout out to the Netherlands. Uh, they have this duo, these two brothers from Brooklyn. Um, both got drafted separate years, playing in the MLB right now, and they decided to play together for the Netherlands. Uh, so yeah. I'll have the Netherlands. Um, Netherlands got Didi. They got Didi. Coming out on top in Pool A. They have a lot of MLB um, prospects in there, and as far as All-Stars as well. And I remember the last classic – they made some noise. So I think Netherlands going to come out on top, followed by, and you took it off. Maybe oh, Italy uh, I wanted to fix this. Or Chinese Taipei. Man, listen, I got I to gotta represent for my, my, my culture, for my blood, my blood family. Cuba, listen, Cuba. Okay. The Cubans, they love baseball. I got to go for my Cubans, man. Maybe the Panamanian, you know, there's a lot of good Panamanian players. Netherlands, you know, they had Didi Gregorius, but listen. I gotta go for Cuba, Pule. Bro, you know what's yeah. crazy? When I looked at the Netherlands roster, their whole roster are people from Curacao. Like, not actual, wow. like, people from the Netherlands. Which, I mean, I know Curacao is, like, a, I guess, a territory of the Netherlands. So I didn't know, like, they qualified as, like, playing for the Netherlands and not just, like, playing for Curacao. But I thought that was, like, kind of interesting that I didn't know was a thing. All right, yeah, I mean, you can even speak on that with Chinese Taipei, right? Like, you know who they're representing, right? I think it's Taiwan. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to get into, you know, all these politics and everything. But uh, so who do you got coming out of pool A, Jewel? Uh, I mean, Cuba, obviously. And then I don't I don't I have to look at. Huh, let me see. Uh, I mean, I guess I've had to get Cuba and Netherlands. I, I don't really know what the other rosters are going on. Like, I obviously, I, I think Cuba's probably the favorite. But outside yeah. of that, I'm not entirely sure. Like, like I, like I said, yeah. I know the Netherlands have a couple MLB players. I don't know what the Chinese Taipei looks like. They look like I know they produce some players, but I don't know how deep they really are compared to, like, Cuba and the Netherlands. Yeah. 
Got it. Yo, honestly, I think it would be really dope if Cuba makes it all the way to the quarter or semifinals and ends up playing in Miami for the first time. I don't think they've ever played like the national team has played in Miami. Um, I think that would be really cool. All right, moving on to Pool B. We got Japan, two-time champs, Korea, Australia, China, and Czech Republic. Yo, I got Japan, Korea. Japan, Korea. Oh. Yeah, I mean, we all got Japan, Korea. Yeah, we all got. Yeah, we can we, we can move on. Oh man, <laughs> on. I'm, I'm, curious, I'm curious to see what that game's like, like in Japan, like Korea versus Japan in Tokyo. Like that's probably a pretty wild game. But It'd then again, yeah, I don't. Should be fun. I don't know how rambunctious the Japanese are, so I don't. They're very into the baseball. I think they're very. I know they are, but I'm not. Like, I don't know, like what their fan. Like I know they're into baseball. I just wasn't sure, like what their like fan culture, like. Are they like gonna be like fucking going crazy, or is it just gonna be like I don't know? I guess we'll see. No, I think I think they're gonna be going crazy. They they, they won the first two uh, World Baseball Classics, and uh, they had the same player that won the MVP uh, twice. All right, Pool oh, C. I think this was pretty obvious. We got the All Star team of all time on paper because we have to see him perform yeah, USA, yeah. which now a lot of players are finally opting in. And I think it's getting more popular in the MLB because I know in the past few years, yes, we've had big names. You've had David Wright. You've had Derek Jeter. Um, you know, you had Ken Griffey Jr. play. But he's a coach. You know, USA, USA yeah, it's fresh off the 2017 win. Um, then we have Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain who came in uh, through the qualifiers there. I think it's pretty obvious USA is going to win the pool. And I think it's a close number two between Mexico and Colombia because yeah, they have the MLB talent in both countries as well. I would say the same. I would agree. I think USA is a clear winner. Number two will be Mexico, Colombia coming out of that. Uh, yeah, USA, obviously clear winner. I, I'm i going to actually pick one. I'm not going to cop out like you guys. I'm going to go Mexico. Wow. Mexico too? All right. All Mexico right. almost has like entirely MLB players. So... Man, don't sleep on. I'm, Columbia, I'm looking at. Bro. I'm looking at the they rosters roster. right now. They have. A, they, they have a good roster. I mean, it's solid. But Mexico just they have just a lot more players. Just I think it'll be uh, cool. That's gonna be a good game. Watching those two teams go at it is gonna be fun. And then you also. Um, oh man, they they didn't. Then they just play each other. No, they didn't play each other in the Caribbean series. Um, either way, those lineups are gonna be completely different. But and yeah, it's gonna be a fight between those two. But I'm gonna pick Mexico to come out of there. I'm actually pick one. Like yep, and days. that pool is going to be hosted in Phoenix, so that should be exciting uh, over there. They have a lot going on in Phoenix. World Baseball Classic, uh, the Super Bowl was over there. Uh, damn. Be right, yo, shout out to Arizona. All right, Pool D, which is arguably the best pool, the most competitive pool, I feel. We have Puerto Rico, who's made it to back-to-back World Baseball Classic Finals. Unfortunately, we did not win. We are 0 for 2. You have Venezuela, star-studded team over there. Uh, a lot of MLB talent as well. Dominican Republic, who is the only team to go undefeated in the World Baseball Classic and win. Um, Israel, I think, is their first time in the Classic. I'm not too sure. And Nicaragua, uh, I believe, came in um, through the qualifiers as well. And Honestly, with this pool, like it can go either way. Like I mentioned before, who, who's coming out on top? I think DR is the yeah. clear favorite based off their roster. Roster because that team is that team's ridiculous. 
Yeah. Um, but Puerto Rico has a great team as well. We have pitching, we have hitting, we have fielding. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm a root for obviously the home team. We're gonna go PR number one. We're gonna go DR number two. I'm gonna flip that. Man. I'm gonna go DR number I'm a, one. I'm gonna go I'm PR a, number two. I'm gonna flip that. Those I'm, are the two favorites. I'm, I'm I'm looking at this DR. I mean, obviously, the boy from Miami, Al- Alcantara, is going to be on there. The Dominican Republic's going to win. Here's where I'm a top. I hate to do this. I want to root for my home nation, Puerto Rico, but I don't know if they can pass Venezuela. That Venezuelan team wow. is very good. Wow. That Ven- I'm, I'm looking at these rosters, wow. man, Jojo. I'm telling you, bro. I'm looking at this Venezuela roster. I know they never show up in World Baseball Classic, but, man, they got a good roster. <laughs> on, paper. on paper. On paper. Yeah. On paper. And then, I mean, and, um, and by the way, do you know the Puerto Rico? You know who the Puerto Rico manager is, right? Yadi Molina, baby. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Um, and Listen, listen. Here, here's here's what I have first, to say about that. Listen, Puerto Rico's team in 2017, man, we had one of the youngest teams, Star Studded Tanner. You had Carrere, you had Baez, you had Lindor, you know, fresh into on their MLB career. Exactly. With, um, I think, Correa opted out because he has a newborn child, but multiple players on his team have won World Series championships on his Puerto Rico team. Um, and we have Star Studded pitching as well. Yeah. So I think it's going to be real competitive. Now, here's the thing with the seeding, right? So we know, like I mentioned before, in the quarterfinals, it's going to be Pool C, which USA is in, versus Pool D. So if USA comes out on top, they're going to play the number two seed of Pool D, which most likely is going to be DR or PR. So I'm hoping Puerto Rico doesn't end up as the two seed yeah. because I don't want to see USA in yeah. the quarterfinals. Dominican Republic strong, dude. But if if DR slips up and loses a game or two and ends up as a two seed, they're probably going to see USA in the quarterfinal. So I'm just hoping we don't end up as the two seed because I do not. Honestly, I wouldn't mind playing them again. It'll be payback from last year because we lost to them. I mean, from the last classic, we lost to them in the finals. But I think that's too soon. I'd rather see them down the road. They have Venezuela as Miguel for Cabrera as their DH. Is that... Is that, is that real? Is that 40 years old? Yeah, or about bro. to be 40? Yeah, bro. Listen, yeah. It's, a, it's a world baseball classic, man. You never know what the hell is going to happen. Anything's going to go on. Uh, Acuna so, Jr. Man, look, I want Puerto Rico. I'm be rooting for them, obviously. But, man, that Venezuela, the Venezuela just scares me, man. That's a, that's a, that's a solid team. Even though so, I think like, Puerto like Rico I has said, better pitching. We are arguably in the toughest pool. Yeah, that's it's pretty In tough, Miami. Man. Y'all so get y'all get your tickets. Get your tickets. I already people. got them. Gillian, Jojo, get your tickets. I already Sign got them. You and your girl get grab em. grab the jerseys. You know what I mean. But uh, I think that'll do it for this week, man. World Baseball Classic, NBA, March Madness, World Soccer, MLS, a lot of shit going on this week. Julian, tell the people where they can find Real Fans Podcast and Real Fans Podcast find Soccer. Them. FC, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you find them on the same place. It's going to be on the same feed. It's going to be on the same YouTube channel, Real Fans Podcast. Um, Real Fans, YouTube.com slash Real Fans. Uh, Instagram, Real Fans Podcast. 
Facebook Real Fans Podcast, Twitter Real Fans Podcast. You know where to find us. Um, and then obviously our audio anywhere you get your podcast. But be on the lookout next week. Like I said, we should have two shows rolling out as long as some more clips. Have clips going out throughout the week now with two shows to get the content rolling a little bit better. So, but uh, yeah. All right, man. We'll see. We'll. I'm definitely gonna be looking out for that because I'm gonna get more smart in my in my soccer knowledge. Oh, we appreciate all the He's downloads, gonna... all the subscribers, YouTube, all the all the listeners. Thank you all for checking us out. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.